This week, Sean O'Hagan joins us to talk about soda taxes, Real Housewives of ISIS, and self-checkout lanes. You're listening to the Fake Outrage Report. Welcome to the Fake Outrage Report. Phil Causey here with you, as I always am. The Fake Outrage Report, the show where we're right. Always. That's right. The show where we tell you whether your emotions are valid. Yes. Sandeep Sen, how's it going? It's going good. How are you doing, Phil? I, dude, it is effing cold outside, man. January in New York, dude. Yeah, the cold is outrageous. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the main thing I'm outraged about this week. So, anything you <laughs> want to talk about really quick uh, during your week, or are we not allowed to talk about that thing still? No, no, no. Let's not talk about that okay. thing. Okay. <laughs> but uh, we are taping in a gorgeous hotel. The, the, this podcast now is becoming uh, is becoming ever more grand and eloquent. Yeah, this is by far the uh, nicest place we've ever recorded in. Yeah, we're at a conference room at a lovely midtown hotel. Classic old school Manhattan style. And we are joined this week by uh, Mr. Sean O'Hagan. How's it going, man? Pretty good. How's it going? Good, man. Thanks and- for having me. So you and I have a one thing in common that's weird that we talked about a minute ago is that you suspect that you are allergic to chocolate. Yes. I am I am also allergic to chocolate. Interesting. It sucks. I love chocolate. How have you been coping? Because I know you only found out recently. Uh I've been eating a lot of vanilla. <laughs> a lot of cakey things. Yeah, no, it, it happens really my, quickly. My girlfriend made me uh chocolate chip cookies with no chocolate chips. Mm, did you go white chocolate? No, just it was like little cakes. It was great. So like just sugar cookies sort of? Yeah, yeah, or? sugar. It was like the Toll House recipe for chocolate chip cookies with no chocolate chips. Oh, that's one thing I miss, man, is being able to eat the cookie dough out of the tube. Yeah. Like the raw cookie dough. You can still do that. Just yeah, That's way too the... much fucking work, dude. But you can have white chocolate because yeah, white yeah. chocolate isn't yes. real chocolate. Yeah, that yes, is correct. That's true. I've Let's discovered white chocolate white... chips in the Toll I've House I've discovered recipe. white chocolate, but it was just, it was like the perfect amount of sweet. Sometimes chocolate chips, white chocolate, a little too sweet. So do you still do any music stuff? Because I know you used to be in a band way back in the day. Uh, no, not really. Not really. I was in a band. I was in several bands. Actually, one of the bands I was in, uh, the, the singer got in touch with me. The band was called Plastic Eaters. And he said, in May, we could go to London and play some festival in front of 3,000 people. I haven't played guitar in like four years, but uh, I think Dude, I might pick, pick up it a up. book and do it. You, you almost have to, man. I know. I do. How do you not? When someone gives you that call? Well, it depends on what they're paying for. Yeah, yeah, I guess. A flight to England isn't cheap. That's true. But it could be fun. Well, okay, so if you're one of our foreign listeners, definitely look for Sean O'Hagan to be playing some guitar in uh, this spring, possibly. Do you know the name of the festival? No idea. <laughs> uh, it's, it's this guy, Kirk Brandon, the band's theater, hate. they're huge in London. Sweet. Now, that's uh, punk music? Kind of like jungle punk. Our band is like a kind of pra- prodigy meets the clash. Okay. Like a punk band with like beats and samples. So like, you know, Prodigy Meets the Clash. When we were a band, we kind of fell between the cracks because our punk friends were like, it's too like DJ beats friendly. And our DJ friends are like, it's too punk. Yeah. So we kind of just fell right this between is what, the cracks. This what, early 90s then, right? Early yeah, 80s? Yeah, it was like late. This band was late, late 90s. Okay. 2000s. Well, that still predates a lot of the EDM stuff you oh, see yeah. now. So yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's a little... Little genre combining there. That's yeah, pretty sweet. Jungle punk. There we go. And you're a comic, as all of our guests are. And you currently yes. run a show called the Ludlow Low Lifes. Is yes. that right? Yes. Yeah. That that's is, uh, uh, if you're in New York City, by the way, check it out every Thursday night. Tuesday I believe. nights. Oh, it's Tuesday. Nine o'clock. Okay. Definitely. And I love the flyer for that show. By the <laughs> way, it is now is it intentionally like a parody? Oh yeah. Well, Chris Cheney did it. 
Okay. Uh, do you know Chris Cheney? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, he's a graphic guy, and I think he was probably inspired by some 90s hip-hop and yeah. we flyer together. It makes me and Matt Lejeski look like we're in uh, like a... You look like you're juvenile or whatever. Yeah, you have band. huge oversized coats on, and like <laughs> the text looks like the kind of flyers that they used to hand me in college. Yeah, to try to get me to go to like the dance club. Oh, and so oh. when I saw it, I immediately chuckled. All like, blinged out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's way too much bling for two white guys, definitely. If nothing else, I'm proud of the names of my shows. This is the Ludlow Lowlifes. Mm-hmm. The show before this was Blackout Comedy, which was a Fun show I ran with Drew Dowdy. Yeah. But the one before that was Crack Pipes and Street Fights comedy show. <laughs> so I think I've achieved high level of cool names for shows. They all have to do with uh, alcohol. Alcohol, <laughs> fighting, or doing drugs. Yes. Or just being a low life. Degenerate activities. Yes. Now, would you, do you consider yourself uh, in any way that sort of from that? All of it. All of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a cokehead, alcoholic. I used to get into fights. I slimy shit over the years but <laughs> i'm recovered now 14 okay. years sober so okay i'm and good so speaking of degenerates you're from philadelphia correct yes, yes originally so yep. our first topic is uh from philadelphia this week and this is uh, did you hear about the soda tax i did hear about the soda tax yeah because remember i sent you the story and then you said oh yeah all my friends are bitching about this back home so yes. i guess there, there is some pretty uh, widespread outrage about this a lot of outrage over the soda tax in philadelphia <laughs> A lot of outrage. People so what are, it is, we'll break it down for everybody. Uh, it recently went into effect. I guess it was elected in last year. And what it is, is they are now taxing sugary drinks such as soda and Gatorade and all that stuff at the tune of 1.5 cents per ounce, which it doesn't sound like a whole lot, but it's pretty hefty. Because if you're buying like a case of something or a big two, three liter bottle, that pretty much doubles the price on all your sugary drinks. And so people are super pissed off about this. It's not even, I mean, it's sugary drinks, but uh, almond milk is including in that because it has added sugar. Pretty much anything with added sugar. So is, literally anything you buy at the gas station or bodega. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Except actual just water. Yeah, water, wow. club soda, unsweetened almond milk, everything else. I don't know about regular milk, but definitely almond milk. And so you said you have friends back home who are, who are bitching about this. What's the, I'm assuming this is online posts you're seeing? Yeah, just like some Facebook stuff. Um, and there's probably, there's been some editorials that they've quoted and posted up about the, uh, <laughs> the horrible tax on sugary drinks. And I mean, I, I was just like, just drink water. It's just drink water. You know what I mean? Just it's water. There's no sugar. It's kind of easy to get around. I think so. tax. I agree. My guess is what the state, or not the state, what the city of Philadelphia was doing was they were trying to put soda and all the other sugary stuff in the same sort of category as like tobacco and all the other sort of stuff that's bad for you, booze, you know, and tax it. And they were kind of banking on people's addictions to to prop up their tax revenue. Right. Yes. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's what what all the, the sin taxes do is they always sell it by saying it will go towards something. That's good. But then the article was saying that it just made people um, go to go right outside the city limits and buy their soda. And so like grocery stores in the city just start losing business because then if they're going to go outside to buy soda, that's then they just do their grocery shopping. Yeah. Uh, out in the city limits. And then just to comply with the soda tax, they had to do all this paperwork 
Um, and the government like comes in and check reviews all that shit. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. No, Sean, I, I've never actually been to Philadelphia, but you're from there. Is it difficult to get in and out of the city? Oh yeah, there's the suburbs. It's like it's the city. Mm-hmm. Suburbs are just right, right there. I mean, well, so, but it's not like Manhattan though, where there's it bottlenecks at a bridge or anything. no, 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 no. Not so, at all. so if you have a car and yeah. it's a ten minute drive, and you can just go to the grocery yeah. store out there. Yeah, absolutely, probably a nicer supermarket anyway, right? I uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's some nice parts of Philly. There's some crappy parts but that's just like anything <laughs> like i'm looking at some outrage right now okay um i'm completely against it it's very excessive think of all the small neighborhood stores that barely eke out a living they should do away with vehicles for city council members do away with multiple <laughs> aids to city council members they should look how to cut spending for the city i wish the city of citizens of philadelphia could see things transparently and that's a friend of yours online? that's a friend of mine on a out out he's outraged Okay. Okay. So this is definitely real. We're, we're getting this sort of firsthand right here this week, which is cool because usually we have to research the shit out of everything. But you're you're seeing this through the eyes of somebody who uh, who's yes. from there and is in the thick of it. Yes. <laughs> I uh, people are outraged. I mean, I don't know. Like like we said, it's you can like I commented and just was like, just drink water. Like sugar is a drug. It's absolutely a drug. I believe it. I'm mm-hmm. an addict. You know how you feel when you have sugar? You want more? It, it, gives it hits you a, little a part high. of the brain, man. Yeah. yeah, and it's like it's it's so like they're like oh the 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 corner stores or the corner stores are selling stuff that's bad for people. I think when Bloomberg tried to do it here it was more about people's health than about the tax. It's, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. That was another thing they mentioned was they were trying to uh, encourage everyone to do what you were saying and drink more water and less soda. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. I think that <laughs> but you know the people. People don't look at it like that. They're like, they're trying to tax us and blah, blah, blah. Well, it is pretty hefty because uh, we were I talking agree. about the numbers. There was a, a receipt I saw online of somebody who they bought a case of the Propel water. Yes. And it was like a $6 case, but it ended up costing basically $10. So it it, it doubles the price now of everything. But how else are you going to encourage people to drink? If it's like a 10 cent tax, no one would care. So yeah. it's four bucks, it's yeah. I mean, which isn't a crazy amount of water, amount of money. If it's like you think like four dollars, but that's like the kind of thing where now you're gonna maybe. But if you if it's too little, then no one's gonna drink more water. I think that it, I I'm not outraged about it. <laughs> I'm from Philly. I like I don't smoke, but they have like outrageous taxes on cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Oh well, that yeah, well I'm from me. Connecticut actually, is which is uh, the most hardcore tax and spend blue state in the country and like i'm used to getting taxed for all kinds of stupid shit mm-hmm. i mean everything there gas tobacco water like everything it, like i think the gas prices it's like one third of it is just fucking state tax yeah yeah it's pretty insane up there i mean i just feel that people when it when when it's things like tangible things like soda and things people like like that and then the government taxes it they they feel it more and they like oh my god they're 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 overreaching and i don't i don't know i don't i don't have a problem with it but i don't drink any of that stuff so i don't care yeah so it doesn't really bother you personally not as much as your friend back home apparently who's yeah. super pissed off about yeah, this I mean, it's like he, that post got personal he's like fuck the councilman there's an article that guy. Here like with every how every council person voted on it and why <laughs> <laughs> this is from the billy pen well this I is guess. good now people are going to know who their councilman is <laughs> no one knows <laughs> who their councilman is that's good yeah it's that educating. is good this is a good example of something that like we wouldn't even think of normally that people are going to get mad about and then people get super mad and they're like now it's time to get politically involved. Yeah. I'm paying 78 cents extra for my can of coke. What the fuck? Now I'm pissed. Yeah. But like all the other stuff. 
Yeah, I was fine when they're talking about healthcare. Boring, boring. Yeah. You know, the wars and, you know, like how to fund our educational systems. Boring, boring. But really, $4 on my propel case? Fuck you, assholes. Now I'm getting involved. See, look, even another friend of mine, he said, we could use the Boston Tea Party Patriots right about now. Tax to death. This is going to have such a negative impact on business. I can already see the ripple effect already. He said this already is the twice. equivalent, the modern day equivalent of the tea tax, isn't it? <laughs> I guess so. Soda is our tea. So if your friends dress up as natives and they throw cases of Propel into the river, right. that'll be, <laughs> that'll be the, uh, the how you know that they really pissed them off enough. So specifically, though, in this scenario, you mentioned the educational end of things, like you were joking about it a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I think they said they're going to be using the money, though. They said universal pre-K and something for the city parks and stuff. Some tax tax stuff, you know. Yeah, you know, but I mean, it's, we'll see. Stuff they say they want to pay for. We'll see how that works. I don't know how to even tell that it's being used for that. I guess they can figure it out. Yeah, I have such little belief in the government at this point. I'm shocked as a resident, former resident of Philadelphia, that these people allowed this to happen. Because Philly's a tough city. They don't take shit from anybody. They threw snowballs at Santa Claus. There's a jail in the football stadium, and now they're getting taxed on soda. And it's just like they had to have seen it coming. I mean, was there so many other things happen? Nobody told all of a sudden, January 1st, boom, like, oh, we're all outraged. With all the the outrage from the presidential election, they figured they could slip this in there and nobody would notice. I'm like, I'm really shocked because (laughs) I'm not shocked that these people don't really pay attention to politics, but I'm shocked that, like... (laughs) That they let it go through because it's such a blue collar, hardworking, like, you know, one of those cities like that usually takes no bullshit from anybody. And now they're paying like double for like a Dr. Pepper. (laughs) 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 Fucking idiots. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love you guys. So do you think this maybe is a generational thing? Because you talk about on stage sometimes about how like, you know, kids now are pussies and all this stuff. Do you think possibly this is like a new softer Philadelphia no, I no, don't think so. No <laughs> chance. You think Philly's still hardcore? You know hardcore. what? It's being gentrified. Certain neighborhoods in Philadelphia are being gentrified that I never thought would be, be gen- would be gentrified. Like there's an area called Fishtown, which is a really tough area. Mm-hmm. Growing up, it was like a kind of a it was a blue collar neighborhood, but uh, very tough and like it's no no outsiders. You know what I mean? Now all of a sudden, there's like it's being gentrified, like Brooklyn. cupcake shops and luxury condos. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, there's more like restaurants and bars, but it's 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 shocking to see that happen to this neighborhood. And it now there's certain parts of a neighborhood called Kensington, which is still a very tough neighborhood. But now parts of Fishtown, they're saying, oh, this is Fishtown, like it's expanding. Oh, they're the pulling na- a Williamsburg. The neighborhoods of Fishtown is just growing and 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 becoming bigger. Even though it's still, it's Kensington or like, you know, Port Richmond or whatever. You know what I mean? There's just other neighborhoods. Yeah, they're in the, the same city. thing in Brooklyn. They're, oh, it's East Williamsburg. Like, yeah. no, no, motherfucker. It's, it's Bushwick. Bushwick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd, I can't wait to somebody say, like, oh, it's East Fishtown. Like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, go fuck yourself. Somebody will hit you in the face. Well, that's with... how it always works. The cheapest real estate, because it's in the hardest neighborhoods, is where they buy and then they develop it up and yeah. make millions of dollars and all that shit. The interesting thing about the neighborhood of Fishtown that's being gentrified is that most neighborhoods are like, you know, black or Hispanic neighborhoods. This mm-hmm. is actually a white neighborhood that's being gentrified. So it's what was even, the, was it like an Irish or what was the Italian? Yeah, Irish, not really Italian, probably old German, like just a just a white neighborhood. Is that the neighborhood you're from? I am not from that neighborhood. I'm from a neighborhood originally. I was born in a neighborhood Juniata, which is right near it, mm-hmm. and I grew up in a neighborhood called Frankfurt. But I played soccer in parts of Fishtown. In Fishtown, they were they would always 
They would kick your ass in soccer and then beat the shit out of you <laughs> afterwards. They don't fucking play, man. <laughs> like the parents were fucking nuts. They'd bring a cooler with like beers in it, be yelling at the kids. We'd lose like 12 nothing to Fishtown, and, and they didn't get our asses beat And that cooler afterwards. full of beers and Gatorades is going to be more expensive now. Yeah. Right. Well, there was no fucking Gatorade in those coolers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it was beer. It was just beer. Get your ass back in that field and drink this. Yeah, they, it was tough, man. It was like <laughs> glass on. There was, one, there was a soccer field in Fishtown that had no grass. It was all black cinders, black little rocks, and it was called newts. And it was the scariest, craziest place. You slid, and there was just black rocks in your knees, like, and that's where their home field was. It's crazy. Home field advantage. Yes. Definitely. Well, they're saying with this tax, now the water is ex- as expensive as beer, as cheap beer. Yeah. In this, is that what in they this story. Yeah, yeah. They say that it's a cheap case, six pack of beer is cheaper than like a case of, right. you know, so more coolers in the Fishtown, uh, more beers in the Fishtown coolers. <laughs> yeah. The, those kids you are definitely going to be using beers for their soccer hope. games now. <laughs> yeah. Well, now it's all gentrified. So those people are all gone. And now so, these pussies are going to pay for their taxes. <laughs> So let me ask, being that you're talking about how tough Philly is, so do you think that this is the type of thing that people are going to be mad about for like a few weeks or a few months, and then they'll just kind of eat it and get used to it? No. Or do you think this is something they're going to burn to the ground until it gets reversed? Yes. They're not going to okay. let this one go. It'll be either turn back or I don't know. You know, it's because I think people are going to drive outside of the city to buy their shit. People are still going to be mad at it, and then I don't know what's going to happen in terms of them stopping people from driving. No, the like gas that 15 you fifteen minutes away, but the gas that you burn to drive outside the city doesn't that negate the cost of saving a dollar? No, but the thing is, it's your... not like when you go to Queens from Manhattan and you pay a bridge, you go through a tunnel and pay a toll. Mm-hmm. It's like you just drive and you're across the street. All of a sudden, the street signs are now blue that were green. You know what I mean? It's just mm. like it's like there's a. Just over there is, the, is whatever the suburban neighborhood would be. You know what I mean? So The problem is what they do is they identify the tax. So you they, they don't just bury the, it into, like, tax. They have a special line that says the Philadelphia beverage tax. Yeah. So yeah. that's going to kill it. Because like now every time you buy something, you have to stare at it. If they would just would have just put it in the taxes and people would be like, oh, the whole the general tax is like 12 bucks. Uh, for the whole thing, and then no, you don't see what part of it is the beverage yeah. tax. It's like, we're going to fuck you, and now we're going to show you how we're fucking you. Right. Like, we're not even going <laughs> to... Here it is. Here's a diagram of how it's going in. Just bend and over there's and nothing you can do about it. Or you can stop drinking soda. I mean, I don't know. It's easy for me to say that, but I, my daughter drinks club soda. She doesn't drink soda. She drinks bubbly, you know, Sparkling water, water with gas, the European uh, style. Or actually, she yeah. calls she's she's Spanish. She calls it agua con gas. Yeah, that's what she drinks. And we don't we don't really drink. I don't drink soda. I don't. Yeah. What are you giving your giving your kids not sugary drinks? And there's bilingual already. You're killing it. You're killing yeah, it. In the just father took her ice skating, man. I'm fucking rocking it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, but like we don't. We, I don't give her that type of junk. Like when we go on mm. vacation with my cousin, his kids, he's got all these like box drinks with all this garbage in it he's like oh it's organic i was like yeah there's fucking 25 grams of sugar in that there's 25 grams of organic sugar in it's there. organic though yeah but it's like we it's just it's a treat for her she doesn't even really like it what's well, a vacation thing who gives a shit yeah yeah at least it calls out all this bullshit like or at least it calls out that organic sugar and now i hear all this thing like it's pure cane sugar it's like yeah, yeah. that's sugar Still you know sugar. It's but not it better than high fructose corn syrup. It's I, still the same amount of it's the amount of grams. It's probably it's not better. It's different. I don't know what the difference is. I don't know if it's better. I got yeah. sucked into that at one point. You know, um, around uh, Passover, the Jewish holiday Passover, mm-hmm. 
the uh, if you go to like a grocery store, the Jewish neighborhood, you could buy the Coca Cola with the real sugar in it because they can't have that hydrogenated corn syrup. Oh yeah, over Passover. So if you go to and they have they have yellow caps on it, so you could tell. And I would buy it, I'm like oh, thinking it's something good for me. I'm, I'm buying Coca Cola with real sugar. Like it ain't good for you. It just tastes better. I'm sure it can still clean off the hood of a car. Okay, Probably. it definitely can't be good. Yeah. <laughs> so. As far as like the verdict on this, because we always kind of vote on it here in the show. So you're saying that you're personally not outraged, but people in Philadelphia are definitely they're pissed and justifiably so. I they're absolutely outraged. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not outraged, mm-hmm. and if it happened in New York, I wouldn't be outraged. People would be outraged, but I'm not outraged because it doesn't mm-hmm. affect me. It's like a tax on. They cigarettes. did mention that in a few of the articles, by the way. That it might come to New York. That again it might somehow. come to New York. Well, maybe that would piss so many people off. Yeah, I mean Bloomberg or Bloomberg. De Blasio is pretty unpopular, so if he tried to pull that shit, I think even Bloomberg couldn't get away with it. Bloomberg he couldn't tried. buy his way through it. He tried. He tried, and only lasted. He a could few buy months. an election, but he couldn't buy his way into taxing sugary drinks. <laughs> um, Sandeep Sen, how do you feel about this? I'm a little torn on this. I uh, okay. I think I think it is fake outrage on the part of the people who have to pay a few more bucks to. Uh, to get, give themselves diabetes. Mm-hmm. But the businesses seem to have a really legitimate argument that if they're just losing, because it's so easy to go in the suburbs when you live in a city where there is no natural barrier yeah. and everyone has a car. Um, and if they're if the paperwork that they have to do is a lot more, um, I think that's legit outrage. You have to, if you're going to do a tax like that, you have to it's not like, it's screw It's like, here, we're going to give you more homework and you make less money. Right. Like that, That's a lose-lose for those yeah. businesses. So those biz- business owners, definitely legit outrage. Everyone else, fake outrage. Okay. I'm looking at a lot of real outrage, man. <laughs> yeah. These people so are outraged. Is, all right. Yeah. I, I have to lean uh, legit in this one, too, just because no one likes to get taxed more. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it, it, I agree at the end with of the day, too. it's just, it's money leaving your pocket that yeah. didn't used to leave your pocket and you're Apparently, pissed. I'm looking at this thing where they said it was going to be for the pre K, but now it's like, well, 55% of it is for the, now it's like the numbers are going down. That's going to make even people even more outraged. It's going to go and be fucking lining the governor's uh, leather seats in his SUV. Yeah, well, it's that's not where the a lot governor of that... because it's... Oh, yeah, the mayor. Thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you're buying water, I have no sympathy for you. That I think water, if you... Well, there should be a you should fuck you water. tax of like 40,000%. <laughs> Unless you, you live in Flint, Michigan. It's just going to say that. And by the way, Flint's not alone. There's a lot of cities in yes. that part of the fucking country that are getting fucked. Yeah. I think we're lucky in New York because we have good tasting water. Oh, and we apparently do. Apparently, it's the best water... It's pretty phenomenal. You ever lived in Florida ever? No, but I've oh, been Orlando there. has the nastiest tap water. Like I've always thought about like bottling it up and like shipping it to other parts of the country just so people could taste how fucking awful it is. Yeah. It's so bad. I just wish people would wise up to the fact that all that shit is bad for you and maybe do something about it to make it try and live like a healthier life. Maybe yeah. some people will. Maybe I don't know if Philadelphia is a city that has any kind of health epidemics. I've never been there, but Everybody drives. The subway system is kind of... Eh. Everybody has a car. Okay. There's probably a lot of overweight people in Philadelphia and <laughs> okay. definitely in the suburbs. So, but potentially the health benefits then you're saying... But maybe. I think the, the thing is, I don't think that there's... Don't take this the wrong way, <laughs> Philadelphians. Some people aren't smart enough to see that there are health benefits. They're just going to be outraged and not see the benefits. Oh, They're just going to be mad that they have to pay this tax instead of saying, well... Let's see how we could go around this. We could, because I'm looking at it. They'll drive to Jersey for gas. It says gas, cigs, and soda. Like, because gas is cheaper in New Jersey also. Cigarettes are cheaper in New Jersey. They're just going to drive to New Jersey or somewhere else. And 
too bad. It's an opportunity to like make a do something better with your life as opposed to feeding your kids fucking shit, garbage, sugar drinks. Mm-hmm. There's a great, really good documentary called Fed Up that I recommend anybody who has a question or doesn't believe that sugar is a drug. That's the sugar industry yes. expose. Yeah, I heard it's about amazing, this. It's amazing, and I recommend it to everybody. That's a terrific documentary. It's I remember awesome, right? One can of spaghetti sauce is like the sugar of nine Oreos. I remember that. Or Yeah, I mean, if people should crazy. be outraged that, that you can't... I don't know if you ever noticed a package. This has just become a thing again. I'm outraged <laughs> against sugar. But if you, there, if you look at any sort of packaged, anything packaged, it has the percentage that it gives you for the day, like protein... Sugar's the only one that's not on there. It just tells you how many grams there are. It doesn't tell you... Because what's the recommended daily allowance for sugar? Who the fuck knows? They did have one in Fed Up. It was like 32 grams or something. No, it tells you the amount yeah. of sugar, but it doesn't tell you the percentage that you should have in a day. No, that's, they had a daily recommended... Oh, yeah, yeah, they did, but it wasn't on... It yeah, he's saying on normal packaging, it's not on. There. Yeah, yeah, no, because they, they, no, they well, they paid to get that off. There is a number. Yeah, and but they they lobbied the industry, lobbied the government, and they don't have to put that percentage. Yes. of thirty two mm-hmm. grams. That, yes, that's that that's what it is. Thirty two grams. Yeah, I think. And I like a Snapple and like a half a Propel will give you thirty two grams. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. like, and that'd yeah. be the most that you should have for the day. But you, you wouldn't know that because it's not on the package. Not that anybody really looks at packages, but legit outrage overall on that one. And you were mentioning the uh, the Jewish Passover soda a minute ago. Yes. We're gonna move on to some people that don't like Jews very much. Uh, story number two today. <laughs> this is the the Real Housewives of ISIS. Did you guys watch this fucking clip? It was hysterical. It was, yeah, it was a BBC did a uh, documentary. It was a fake advertisement for a fictional TV show called The Real Housewives of ISIS. And it was a lot of the jokes you'd expect. There was like a suicide bombing joke and there was like a chaining your wife up joke and, you know, a building blowing up joke, that sort of thing. What to wear to a beheading, I think, right? Yeah, there was a beheading (laughs) joke somewhere in there, too. And the comedic juxtaposition behind it was, it was pretty funny where you have, you know, the women who are talking like the Valley girl type women you'd see on the real housewives, but they're dressed up in burkas and they're dealing with the, the, those Middle Eastern problems as opposed to the rich people problems here in the U S. And so the outrage about this, obviously (laughs) Muslim people are not happy about this. And as are a lot of other people who, you know, are accusing the BBC of being Islamophobes and anti-Muslim and all this sort of stuff. They, in the article, they said some Muslims and left-wingers. And many Muslims thought it was hilarious. They, they, they made sure they said that, too. I think this is, I think this is one of our rules of, of outrage that we're coming across, is that <laughs> okay. if you're going to get pissed off on behalf of another race or religion... Don't do it. And make sure that make sure that, that that people of that race and religion are actually outraged before you start joining. And they're like they had some this they're just taking some random people's Twitter posts and saying it caused outrage, but plenty of people were supporting it and say it's funny. It seemed like more left wingers were outraged than actual Muslims. Well, yeah, and that's part of fake outrage is the social justice warriors who are like, I'm gonna be mad and score some points with these people. And I would say that if you are a, a Muslim dude, such as uh, Fasil Alam, who filled in for you a few weeks ago, Sandeep, he's yes. a Muslim. He probably loved it. I assume he did. And <laughs> he he's a normal guy who, you know, he wants to contribute to society. He, you know, is a, he's a lawyer and all that. If you're a normal person in society and you're Muslim, your outrage is legit if this offends you. That's perfectly acceptable. But if you're just like some random white woman who is just trying to look good by acting outraged by this, 
this is really one of the most picture perfect examples we've ever done in the show of of fake outrage. I want to point out something. So this is what the problem with with fake with this with outrage with internet outrage okay. is that the stories make a way bigger deal of it than like the people deserve. For example, mm-hmm. and they're they're talking about examples of people who are outraged and. It, in the, uh, they phrase like this: Some question whether the use of taxpayer money via the TV license fee should go toward funding of the program. And the the Twitter post that they're doing it is this one person's like, as if people's TV license in this country is going towards funding the progression of a program called the Real Housewives of ISIS. Wow, and that was her whole that was her biting criticism. The the, the word wow. It's like that is not that doesn't deserve any kind of mention in an article about outrage. It's just some idiot in their bedroom who couldn't even think of a more creative or clever thing to say than wow. Just just saying that and then wow. And the journalists, they couldn't spend four more minutes on Twitter to find a more enraged tweet than that. They're like, oh, this lady said, wow, we're going with uh, that. Yeah, boom, Probably, oh my God. I could picture it, capital letters with like an exclamation point. That no, she didn't even do that. In oh the Twitter, she just used the word wow with no with no punctuation. She didn't even put a period at the end. And it wasn't even, the first, the W of the wow was capitalized because it was a new letter yes. of a sentence. But the O-W, totally lowercase. And uh, no punctuation. Tell me at least had like this, the angry face emoji or the sad no, face emoji. No, there was Nothing. Nothing. As wow. if people's TV license in this country is going towards the funding, funding the production of a program called the Real Housewives of ISIS. Her whole commentary on that on that setup is wow. That's the punchline of the uh, of the thing. And then that this gets mentioned as as emblematic of the outrage. Some person saying wow. So there are some people I think on this as well. I think there's an angle of this of the we talked about the if. You said a minute ago, if you're not in part of that group, don't act offended on their behalf. I think there's some people that are acting offended on their behalf just out of fear. People oh, who like, like legit are afraid of terrorists and shit. You know, people who, who yeah. are like, well, let, let's appease them by acting offended by this thing that aired on TV in England. How do we know? What if ISIS is going to find it funny? We, we, need, we need to get someone from ISIS on the program. <laughs> yes. No, they're outraged. I'm not sure how they would feel about it because it's not it, it's not saying anything about Muhammad. It's not showing his image or anything. <laughs> I don't it's think totally they different. would be. I think that, that they would not be outraged with that. They would probably find it funny because it's the real housewives of ISIS. Maybe the real how. Maybe if you find a housewife of an ISIS person and see if she was outraged. But I think the dudes would be like, yo, that's fucking hilarious, yo. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I wonder what ISIS finds funny. I wonder what the like, yo, look. <laughs> My wife did that shit too. You know what I mean? Like, remember when we couldn't find a good outfit for that beheading? You know what I mean? Like, they could probably relate to it. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. For them, it's just it's just observational humor. It's not yeah. a parody. It's tr- yeah, it's like airplane food for us. Oh man. So as far as the outrage goes in this one, uh, I would I would put a caveat in this one. I would say that if you are a, a non-terrorist Muslim and you are just trying to, you know, contribute and be normal in society and this bothers you, that that's fine. But if you are in part of any other group, <laughs> you need to just be quiet. But I think it's not even, it's just saying real housewives of ISIS. Yeah. So it's not even like saying anything bad about like Muslims. No. It's it, saying bad things about uh, ISIS. About 2% of them or I don't know how I don't know they, how many yeah. people are involved with ISIS, but uh Yeah. There's a lot, and they're angry. They're always outraged. I think. Oh, I one think woman was she was like she keeps talking. He keeps talking about his forty virgins. Why doesn't he talk about me? Hey, <laughs> that's that fucking funny. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I think Sean's point is totally right. Is uh, 
it, they weren't saying anything about Islam. It was strictly like it was strictly like ISIS, like the, mm-hmm. like they're making fun of the beheadings and and how they're like how they're lured to come over there by the internet, which is a true thing. Yeah. Um, and Muslims are always. This is why I think you can't be. You should not be a, a, a claim to be outraged by something from another group if you haven't listened to the other group because. Muslims are constantly saying ISIS doesn't represent us. Stop calling them Muslims. Stop. So then, when you make fun of ISIS, you're not automatically making fun of Muslims. They don't want you to think make that association. Mm. Yeah. Do uh, they have like a 20 million person march against them or something? Like the day after the American election, it didn't get covered in our news because against who ISIS? Yeah. They yeah, have Muslims like a huge hate ISIS. Most Muslims yeah. hate ISIS because they that gives them a bad name. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're making the team look bad. Come on. It's that kind of attitude. Well, and they know that you people know? are going to conflate them when they have, you know, when... Yeah. Well, it's just like, well, it's like is... the Klan makes white people look bad. <laughs> exactly. Like... Well, it's an interesting question, though. Is it? Do you feel that some people are upset that because people think that way of ISIS, they get lumped into that group? So when a sketch like this airs, they're like, oh, crap, they think that of all of us. Like, I think some there might be some of that. That seemed on. to be some of yeah. the outrage. Some of the outrage that was mm-hmm. that was expressed um, by the Muslims that they quoted who 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 yeah. didn't like it. Mm-hmm. But and there were plenty. The cool article with. was quick. There were plenty of Muslims and they you know, that that thought it was funny. And yeah, that, and those people have I think definitely right to be mad. So I'm gonna say that uh, my mine is you know normal person outraged. Great if you're a social justice warrior and you're gonna forget about this in a week. Fuck you, fake outrage. That's uh, my vote on this one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's also a whole thing of you know you we got to be able to have humor and yes, public fu- funding if it goes towards funding art, you don't separate humor from other art. And if you if you if BBC can show artistic programming, it should be able to make humorous programming because humor is art. I think uh, I, I as a comedian I believe and, that. and nothing's out of bounds in comedy. That's a very important. You can't censor comedy. And this wasn't this wasn't t- tasteless for Muslims at least as I saw it. Um, and if there if there were legit Muslims who mm-hmm. were who were outraged, but that's certainly not the voice that Again, most I'm... Muslims are speaking with, especially according to the article. Mm-hmm. And it was the article was making fun of mm-hmm. ISIS and not the religion of Islam. So were people outraged that the BBC showed it and made it, or were they outraged at what it was? I think all the above. Like you've quoted somebody who said something about funding for the BBC. So she's or she or he or whoever this person is. They're outraged that the BBC takes, I guess, public funding and used it to make something that she found offensive. I mean, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> There's no better way to say it, actually. Yeah, I think the, some people are <laughs> outraged at the actual sketch, and then I think what added to it was salt on the wound, or what they felt made it worse was that public funding was being used to create that. So it wasn't like she was outraged at, well, I guess she was outraged at the content. Yeah, I think they. Yeah. I think they were upset at the I content, mean, and well, then they one one can't exist after. without the other. I think yeah. in this case. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to think about like how somebody would be like they're out, like they're upset that they're making fun of something that does something really bad to people, right? I guess that's what they're outraged yeah. about as well. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this is a tough one, but the reason why they're upset is because you're making fun of a small group that's part of a larger group, and because people always just associate them as one big sort of cluster, they're like, well, what the fuck? You know, they're, people are going to think that of us. So they, but do they feel bad for the actual real housewives of ISIS? Like, do they feel <laughs> bad for, like, the women that are being treated like shit by ISIS, I, and they don't think that that should be made fun of? 
I think oh. that was a sentiment. Exp- uh, that was one of the sentiment from one of the tweets. That's actually a really that. good point. Like, there's like, some things we can't joke about. Yeah, like, that's, that's what sort I'm of. Saying. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that. All right. So as far as the outrage goes, Sandeep, how do you uh, how do you rule in this one? Fake outrage. Okay, you're going to fake outrage. Okay, mine was sort of that split one I said a minute ago, Mr. O'Hagan. How do you feel uh, overall? I would say that it's uh, fake outrage. Okay, it's just people acting offended on behalf of others. There seems to be a lot of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, you can't, there's always going to be somebody who's mad at something. Of course. So like, and the thing, the problem with the internet is it's much easier to find those people. Oh God, it really is. Oh, I wanted to, one important point is the people in the video, they appeared to be Muslim. And I think that's, it wasn't like some white people who were making, I mean, there, it seemed like. They got acting gigs for some brown people. How awesome is that, Sandeep? But I mean, I think I think if Muslims are writing it, you know, it's not. It's also then not like people making fun. It's this is yeah. They're not making self. fun of of, of of Muslims. They're making fun of the. But they and if you are Muslim, you can like you can go there a little more, right? Yeah. That's part of outrage too. You can make fun of your own race or 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 be edgy or make content. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I think that, but no matter where you go, there's always going to be somebody that's offended. Yeah. Right. So, fuck them. Welcome. That's a good place to wrap Welcome. that topic up right there. And before we go, we always give our guests the opportunity. Mr. O'Hagan, uh, other than sugar, is there anything you're pissed off about currently? that you want I to am actually pissed off about the fact that I went to Target in the Bronx, and there's usually 30 lanes for people to check out and, and with a real cashier. Mm-hmm. I noticed that the, that the Target in the Bronx now has... Eight self-checkout lanes, like oh. self-checkout lanes. And I was like, oh, wow, that's messed up. So I went to the Target in Queens, same thing. And I, I'm outraged that people would use those self-checkout lanes knowing that the more self-checkout lanes there are, the less jobs there are for real people. I think that real people can do something about uh, taking away jobs. It seems like nothing. It seems like a little thing. But mm-hmm. I think that that's something that we could actually, like I saw, I don't go to McDonald's, but I walked by it and I saw there was like a do yourself checkout thing mm-hmm. at McDonald's. Yeah. Go to the fucking person behind the counter. Yep. Just go to them. Mm-hmm. Like now that they're going to increase the minimum wage, these big companies are finding ways to get rid of people. And the only way to not allow that to happen or to stop that from happening is to not go to self-checkout. There was a right okay. aid... CVS in my neighborhood, uptown on Dykeman Street, they had they added with all self checkout one real register. Nobody would go to self checkout. Everyone to the register. The self checkout is now gone. Nice. And there's people working there again. And I said something about that somewhere on a platform, and people were like, "Oh, it's only a couple jobs." You know what? How many fucking targets are there in this country? Yeah, tell that to and the like, person whose job. That yeah. So saved. I just feel like people don't realize that they can make a little bit of a difference, and they're too stupid to realize it. And they're fighting it. Oh, that's not a big deal. It's a big deal. Don't go there. Don't go to the self-checkout. Oh, there's a lady helping you there. Yeah, there's one lady in five self-checkouts that could be five ladies in a regular checkout. And that's what I'm outraged about. Okay. Well, and, and I actually uh, read a thing somewhere where a guy had a similar campaign where he said, we not might not be able to stop it, but we can slow it the fuck down. Yeah. We can always slow it down. And by the way, I hate the self-checkout. The experience of using it sucks because if there's any type of error... You, then you have to go find a fucking person somewhere else in the store. Yeah. You know, whereas if there used to be just be somebody in front of you who could just help you out with the problem. 
Yep. You know what I mean? Bill Burr saw this coming years ago. Did you ever see his bit about self Oh, yeah, that was a, it's a hysterical bit. But it's like, it's so true, man. Just don't go there. Oh, it saves time. You know what? People need to stop being all about them fucking selves. Spend five extra minutes in Target and wait in line like everybody else. Everybody thinks they're special. It just pisses me off. <laughs> I, I can't. I'm, very, I'm actually very outraged at the self-checkout lines and people's response being like, oh, well, there's not, you know, that's just how. No, it's, it doesn't have to be that way. The soda tax should apply if you go into, if you check it out in self-checkout. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now, well, <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. And by the way, I also think that, I forgot it was Bill Maher or who it was, said that, you know, if these companies, if they could have already taken care of all their employees and just done just machines, they would have already. Of course. So the technology isn't even perfected. It's not there yet. So when, when I always laugh when I see somebody be like, oh, you want $15 an hour? Pff, you're going to get replaced by machines. It's like, dude, if they could have, they would have already. Yeah. You know, so it's not as much of a threat as I think some people see it to be. So and, I'm definitely with you on this outrage. Fuck yeah, the self-checkout. Um, self-checkout and self-driving cars. But that's a whole other story. Like, I'm okay. I've, I've gotten to, the, like, I have a big Uber thing. I hate mm -hmm. it. I'm a doorman. It takes away my job because I get cabs. Mm -hmm. People push a button, their Uber shows up. But now they're talking about doing Ubers that are driverless. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, that, that hurts. But self-checkout <laughs> hurts more right. right now. Because it's right in front of our face. That self-driving cars is a little further away. <laughs> I'm with you on that outrage. Thank yes. you for listening, everyone. You can follow us online at Fake Outrage Ripped and hit us an email anytime you'd like at the Fake Outrage Report at gmail.com. You can follow Sean O'Hagan online at. I don't know. I'm on Facebook. <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm on Twitter at Sean O'Hagan NYC, but I haven't tweeted in like a year. Yeah, I barely use my fucking Twitter either. Uh, check out the Ludlow Low Lifes every yes, Tuesday. Yes, if you're in the city, Tuesdays, right? Nine o'clock. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, you guys should come by and, and get up. I'll get you guys up. Yeah. Boom. Oh, you yeah. got it Getting on spots. recording. So if I say no, they'll be like, motherfucker, go back. You want Let's go to the tape. We have. <laughs> go to the replay. Yes. Sandeep Sen, any parting thoughts? Uh, stay sugar-free, my friends. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Peace out.